0: Welcome back to another episode of Important Miscellaneous Talks. I'm your host, Glass Crossfield, and we are changing the world one podcast at a time. And I'm very excited for this one. Please introduce yourself, the lovely Emily. Spelled, by the way. Oh my goodness, I love the way it's spelled.
1: <laughs> There's a Japanese pop singer that spells it the same way. She got she got there first, man. But that's okay. That's okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um so you just want me to introduce myself? Yes, please. Cool. What's up, guys? I'm a head coach and co-founder over at mloves.com. I help men find love fast with my coaching program, Dating Decoded. And I teach them how to basically go on 20 dates in 90 days using my mega dating philosophy, which I used um, back during my 100 date experiment to find love myself. And uh, yeah, that's who I am.
0: So you said 20 dates in 90 days. Now, I think Just me not being in the the field that you're in, if you just ask enough women, you could probably get those numbers. So my question would be is, are they getting these dates with women that they desire or just any women?
1: Yeah, that's actually the whole goal. So every week you want to level up and be attracting women you're more excited about and more excited about. And the goal is really to fill up your dating funnel so you have so many options. That you only have time to go out with the ones that you're most excited about. So it helps you to naturally level up until you get to the cream of the crop and you're like, just absolutely blown away by what you can attract.
0: Do you recommend women follow a similar strategy? I would.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's what I did.
0: Interesting. So you had, you had 20 dates and 90 days as well.
1: I actually did a hundred dates in a year, but most people aren't as crazy as me. So I make it a little smaller and that usually is effective. Wow. So that's like two dates a week. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. That's a lot of free meals. (laughs) Well, actually, what I learned during the experiment is you should never do dinner on a first or second date at all. So free meals do not Uh. equal love connection. Usually that Uh. actually puts you in, usually attracts like gold digger women or sets up a dynamic that's not effective. Oh, Yeah. So I teach my students to do fun stuff like donut dates. And, you know, you could do a ice cream date or like a cupcake date or something cheap and short. So, you know, if you don't like the person, you're going to know in the first 30 seconds. If you don't like them, you don't have to commit to three hours and like a hundred dollar bill.
0: So when you went on a hundred days, was there a hundred different men or just hundred days?
1: It was 101 dates with 52 different men. So some people didn't really make it past the first date. That's really common. Um, But some people made it to, I would count up to the third date. So maybe I dated somebody longer than three dates, but I didn't want to say, hey, I'm going on 100 dates with one person, if that makes sense.
0: Did you, at what point did you find somebody that, uh, so the person from that experiment, are you with them today?
1: He's my fiance. We're planning our wedding.
0: Oh, uh, congrats. So what date? Congrats for real. Well, what date was he?
1: Uh, like 50. There was like one after him that was not good. <laughs> it made me realize I was like, this is good. No, I mean, he was date. Uh, he was like a couple dates before 101, but he was guy 50.
0: Ah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Got you. Wow. So ironic you found him towards the end. So he's. he's yeah, like. Go ahead. He just made the
1: cut, basically. He did. He did make Mm -hmm. the cut. He stood out, though. You know, when you compare and contrast enough people, it becomes really clear when you find somebody high quality. You're like, wow. And it's interesting, like, what is quality is not what you think when you first start. You know, you first start and you're like, oh, I got to have that person who has the status and the, the bank account and the label. And by the end, you're like, no, actually, it's a person who's thoughtful, kind, like, you know, listens. All of those things are actually way more important.
0: So if you hadn't found him, would you have picked from the pool of men or you would have just continued the dating?
1: I would have continued the dating.
0: Interesting. So the 49 men before him were obsolete.
1: You know, I got attached to a couple of them. But interestingly enough, they were like really toxic. And one of the things that you can do with mega dating is you can break toxic patterns. So if you're like, man, I'm always attracted to girls who use me. If you use mega dating and you date rapidly, you could see those patterns in your selection process and it helps to naturally heal them because rather than focusing on one woman at a time, you're focusing on like a couple at a time. Maybe you're going on a first date with this girl, second date with this girl, third date with this girl, um, and you don't have that scarcity mindset so you don't get stuck in a pattern that's toxic, that's not serving you because you can see, man, that girl really kind of uses me. She kind of just trying to get free food, but that girl – she like offers to pay and she's super like thoughtful and she shows up on time. She doesn't flake and ghost on me. You know, you can really see clearly when you're comparing them.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I'm loving this. So <laughs> I'm not, not trying to get your personal business. You said you also met, uh, recommended this strategy for other women. So, you know, if they were to take that route, would they be having sex with 50 men or some of the men?
1: Good question. So I, I think everybody has their own policy with regards to physical intimacy and mega dating itself is not a sex philosophy, but it depends on what sex means to you, which is a really good question to ask on your dates. You want to know where the other person stands and what it means to you. For me, when I was doing the experiment, sex to me was play and fun and exploring. But the partner that I selected when we had that conversation, he said, sex to me is something I only do with one person at a time. So it's serious. And to be honest, that kind of put him in a different category in my mind. Cause I was like, huh, okay. I better like treat him. Like, you know, it it just wasn't going to be a booty call thing. And it kind of made me think of him as like, Oh, this is a serious guy. Um, so you can do it either way. And I do think it's important to find out if you have sexual chemistry, but if that, if it doesn't resonate with you to sleep with more than one person, like at a time, You shouldn't do it. It's really up to you what what feels right. And you should have that conversation with the partners that you're dating as well.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So do do you ask about sex the first date?
1: You can. Depends on the vibe that you have with somebody. But like the question, what does sex mean to you? I think you can ask it on a first date. Could be second. Could be third.
0: So would would you recommend some women get out of their system first before they find their mate?
1: For me, that was the right choice, because you know, for for me, sex is very important. Some people, sex is not very important, so it kind of depends on you and also what you're looking for in a partner. For me, I want to know that we have compatibility in that area because it's important to me. Um, for other people, it might not be as important, and so they might not be looking for someone. It depends on your sex drive and what it means to you. Mm,
0: interesting. All right, look like Prince, you had a question.
2: No, no, you're there. Still thinking. So,
0: So some men truly care about a woman's body count, right, especially when it comes to pursuing a woman for marriage. So how do you do you think it's fair for men to react negatively to women who have tried to get it out of their system before they get to you? Because a lot of men, as you know, I'm sure, you know, feel like, well, they got it for free, but now I have to, you know, put out put up with more than the last guy did.
1: So you're saying like, is it okay for a guy to be not excited if a girl's had sex with a lot of people?
0: Yeah, since since uh, you're, you seem to be okay with pushing the narrative that women should get it out of the system first, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. well, I think everybody needs to do what's right for them. I okay. don't think that what's right for me is right for everybody. I'm, a, I'm just a sexual person. Mm-hmm. Um, I also live in a really um, sexually free area. Like, people are very open to sexuality here. Um, I think you got to do what's right for you. And I think um, if you're uncomfortable with it, asking yourself, like, why? Yeah, there's, you want to be safe. So is it a safety concern? Are you concerned that your health is at risk? And I think you can have that conversation regardless of how many partners somebody's had. Is it because you're intimidated because you're afraid you're not going to perform as well as the other partners they've been with? That might be something more internal. Um, so getting clear on like why it bothers you is important. I think everybody has their own their own right to their own preferences.
2: What about this so wait 90 days
1: foolishness? Yeah, that wouldn't work for me, but it could work <laughs> for some people. You know, there were people that I dated in the experiment that um I really liked them until we had physical intimacy and we just were not compatible. And I'm like, if I would have waited three months, that would have wasted everybody's time. Mm. But that's my perspective.
0: So w- were there some men that you were intimate with on the first date? Yes. <laughs> so the men who weren't that you weren't intimate with on the first date. What was the difference between the one who got on the first date and the ones who didn't?
1: Um, I did not look at them as boyfriend material. And I think that's what was interesting about my fiance. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, So you said, so the men who got it after the first date, they were boyfriend, they weren't boyfriend material.
1: Usually if I wanted to be physically intimate with someone sooner, I didn't, I didn't categorize them as a serious contender. Like I may have been interested in them sexually, but not for a boyfriend.
2: Okay, so... That's not I think. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I don't speak I, I, for I, all women. I will say I do not speak for all women on that. Yeah, okay,
2: you. so this is something that we typically find that's, that's common. Of course, not everybody, but that's usually what we hear. So it's like, because I don't take this person seriously or I don't see it going far, yeah, I don't mind sleeping with them, but say a guy like Glass or myself, oh, you know, I respect you, so... I can't do that. And I'm looking at you crazy. Like, treat me how you treat the rest. Because it's like, you know, because it's like, okay, you don't see that person in that. I guess us young people call it like a fuck boy, I guess, because the person is a fuck boy. Yeah, I fuck him. But I'll, I'll never, you know, be in a relationship with him. But you who has, oh, I can see you being a husband. I can see you being a father. I can see something with you. I won't sleep with you. And to us, that's always been asked backwards. We should want to sleep with me more. I right. Like-
1: I know. You know what's interesting? And what I think causes that? I'm actually interviewing somebody today who wrote a really interesting piece about um sometimes what happens in, in like sexuality is you want the person for sex that you wouldn't bring home to mom. And the person you bring home to mom maybe is not what you would want in sex. It's like a division of your sexuality. And, um, so I'm speaking with somebody about that today and I don't, I don't, not a specialist in that, but what I think it is, is we all want what's hard to get. And so when a man says, no, I don't sleep with anyone on the first date, you're going to have to earn me. It's just the same as if a woman did that, you know, like you kind of want to see like, all right, this is interesting, right? That she's hard to get. She's not just going to give it up. Something about just being hard to get in that way. it, It like changes the way you think about them.
0: From the male point of view, it's like you see you see something with me long term, but I have to wait. And the guy that you see something with short term gets it that night.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, that can, that sense. can be frustrating. But so with you, you and your fiance, uh, if you don't mind me asking, did you were you guys intimate after the first day?
1: No, he turned me down.
0: It, so okay, you were interesting. So he turned you down because he was looking for something more serious.
1: That's right. I invited him to come up. He said, no, I don't do that this soon.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And I was like, whoa, okay. Wow. I felt a little rejected, but that made me work harder for him. So second date? I think it was a third date.
0: Oh, wow. That's a disciplined man right there. Yeah. yeah seriously. It's a good move. It's a good move. It's very it disciplined. It also
1: separated him from other men that I dated at that time. That's why I was like, whoa, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, wow. Definitely third day too. Um so what what inspired you what inspired you to get into this field of work?
1: Uh you know when I was in college I was a political science major and we were studying social experiments. And I thought it was weird that there was an entire major devoted to um politics but only 30% of the population at that time even voted and I was like why is there not a major for dating when everyone has to date, right? Um and so as we were learning how to do social experiments, I thought, wouldn't it be cool to do my own experiment, like 100 dates in a year, to really figure out what caused success and failure in dating, and if love was even real? Because I had no role models for that in my life. My parents were divorced, and well, actually, my parents never got married, but um, my mom had been divorced a couple of times, so I just didn't even know if love was real. So I did this experiment, and I would record videos giving feedback not feedback, but I was just documenting the journey and the guys that I dated would watch them. And they seemed to want that information because women wouldn't tell them what was going on. And so it kind of naturally evolved.
0: Why do you think women don't tell them? Mm -hmm.
1: We are hardwired not to hurt people's feelings. Mm.
0: Interesting. Well, (laughs) we are. You guys have unique ways of hurting people's feelings. That's true.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Women can be really, a lot of times it's more common for women to ghost. I don't know why, but it's like, so we're hardwired to nurture children, like as women, as like a species doesn't mean that you, that means every woman wants to have a child, but we're hardwired not to hurt a child's feelings. Like when a baby cries, a woman's reaction is like, it, it causes us physical pain in the body because we're supposed to help our species evolve. And as such, because we have that nurturing energy, it really is painful for us to disappoint other people. We don't want to be the cause of anybody's sadness, and that uh, unfortunately leads to things like ghosting because people can't address the conflict.
2: But ghosting doesn't make it any better. Like, and and I've I've noticed that amongst women, um, especially like when you, when you meet a woman and she tells you about her past relationship. And what went wrong, or what she didn't like, and it's like, why didn't you tell your partner that? Mm-hmm. But you're telling your new partner that, right? But if you would have told them that, maybe it would have worked, or maybe they could have fixed something that you know that that was bothering you. But it's but it's like you said, oh, I don't want to. But it's like to me, that's not being honest and transparent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, you want to look for women that are good communicators that are willing to get uncomfortable in order to have things be healthy and sustainable. But just by nature, that's something that that we have to learn. It's not innate. We we just we kind of want to avoid that type of conflict. Usually.
2: Well, is that more common in men to where it's like we cut the bullshit out and we want to address whatever it may be?
1: Yeah, it's that it's also related to attachment style. Cause there's some men that also avoid conflict too, but, um, I think women have a more of a tendency to avoid it. Uh,
0: uh, a hurt woman, a hurt woman is definitely way more direct with her, <laughs> way more direct with her communication style. Yeah. So definitely they're not afraid to hurt anybody once they're, they reach that, that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what do you think men struggle with the most in dating?
1: I think right now is so hard for men. Um, I think it's hard for both of the genders because we're in like a major calibration phase where women, you know, we have been somewhat oppressed for a really long time and kind of just figuring it out. And so we're, you know, we're mad, right? But I think that we're going from one extreme to the other. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, don't do this. Don't approach. Don't say these things. That's sexual harassment. And it's confusing the crap out of men. We're like, well, I don't even know what to do, you know? Um, so I think the biggest issue is just men trying not to be creepy because they don't want to get slapped with a sexual harassment mm-hmm. case.
2: Do you think that feminism has played a role in that? If I'm yeah,
1: to? absolutely. I think that there's a pendulum swung from one extreme to the other and that over time will calibrate into a healthy medium. But right now I think there's just so much tension between the sexes And there's like a lack of respect from both sides. Um, Not everybody, but I think that that's just a common, like women are angry because they're just realizing these things that had happened. And then now men are angry because the women are like lashing out. Whereas if we could all see each other respectfully and say, hey, look, I don't like what happened in the past, but I'm not going to swing so hard the other way that it creates more tension in the future. Um, I think we just need to understand each other more and respect each other more, which is really my goal in coaching is to help each other. Like I speak woman, I'll teach you how we think and why we do the things that we do, but also look for women who respect you. And I teach my students how to find those types of women. Does she offer to pay? If she's not offering, it's a bad sign. Doesn't mean you're going to let her pay, but the offer should be there. Yep.
2: Yeah, at least.
0: (laughs) I say, I say men should pay. But the offer should be there. But you should reject the offer, but the offer should be there.
1: So yeah.
0: Expect to pay. And ba- back in the days, women had way less rights than they do now. So when you say the pendulum swung, it's an overcorrection.
1: Yes, it's, it's I think so. Now.
0: So what do you think women struggle with the most in dating?
1: Um, Distrust. You know, I think it is really dangerous for women. If you ever watch like the Tinder Swindler or there's so many like scary, scary shows about what happened, what could happen to women when they're dating online and things like this. I think there's a lot of distrust and fear um, and just a lot of abrasiveness. And so I think women are just like – a lot of them are just closed off to, to men and blanket statement kind of, oh, I don't want to date because men are this. And you really have to be like, no, that's like some men, but there are so many different humans – on the planet. You just got to find the people who are respectful, who communicate, who are interested in what you're interested in.
2: Do you believe in, um, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, love at first sight?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, you-, Do you? <laughs> you
1: Love, love. No, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not, why not? This sounds very,
2: uh, it sounds very Disney Channel, High School Musical yeah. esque, you know. Yeah, that's the advice that gives me. I don't know if you could just see somebody and be like, "Oh, you know, cupid just hit me," and you know.
0: Because <laughs> <Especially laughs> man, like, honestly, we believe in lust at first sight. So, yeah. so maybe a woman is different, but love—the first time seeing them is for a man, anyway. Because you know, we're more we're more physical with the outer appearance. So, we're gonna be thinking about you know other things before love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you can have both for sure.
0: I agree. I agree. Interesting. What do you think a woman's role in a relationship is? Ooh, that's tough.
1: <laughs>
0: um <laughs> I'm people either way.
1: Well, a woman's role, ah man, I'm super we're super like equal, uh, my partner and I. I don't I don't think a woman's role is well, man, it's so hard to say. So traditional gender roles, right? Women's at home, man's out working. That's cool if that's what you're into. That's totally cool. But if if somebody tries to put that on somebody, like uh, this is how it should be, I think that's a problem. Um, so a woman's role in the relationship, I think naturally, if you look at it from um, evolutionary psychology perspective, we are nurturers and we're creators. We create life and we nurture life. So that might be my simplistic answer. Uh, men simplistically protect right keep keep the the woman safe and i think you can do that as a woman too but i think evolutionary psychology might show evidence that really a woman chooses a mate for protection and actually women from an evolutionary psychology perspective it's access to resources but i don't think i don't think that's necessarily true nowadays because women are earning more and more Um, so simplistically, I think safety and protection is what women is, what the man would be simply. And then woman is creative and nurturing.
0: So you believe that a woman's more nurturing nature, they should be nurturing their men, correct? As well as the children. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's a natural tendency.
0: So what are some of the ways a woman can tend to that nurturing side for their men?
1: Hmm. Um well you know if you like to cook by all means that could be one way you do it it's not how i do it i don't know how to cook very well um but you know i i do it in my relationship by communicating making sure that if i see that you know my partner's having a bad day like if he needs to talk about it i want to be supportive Um, if he, if something's going wrong, I want to support him and see if I can help in any way. If I can take the pressure off of him in some way, maybe I can take him to dinner or just do something to make him feel special. So nurturing in that way, like if I see that he's upset or if he did something really amazing, then I help him to celebrate that, you know, might do something special.
0: What are some of the ways a man can be, uh, protective over the women?
1: Yeah. I teach my guys all these things. So Walk her to her car if she'll let you, always. Um, Walk on the outside of the street in case a car comes up. Jesus. Yeah. Give her your jacket if it's cold. I
0: see him shaking his head. That's why I laugh.
1: You don't like it?
0: I I mean, I've done the jacket thing, I've done the outside sidewalk thing too, but some girls take it way too far. Like, they'll drag you over there, like, oh, bro, relax. Oh, you want me to take my jacket and throw it over a puddle? Like, come on! Man. I'm not. Sorry. I'm not putting over no,
1: puddle. No, I wouldn't do that. That's no. what...
2: just walk it's, it's on not. This right? is not yeah. a cheap jacket either. So, yeah,
1: no, I wouldn't be throwing it on a puddle. No, no just never, you know, sure. if somebody creepy comes up, making sure that you walk like closer to that person to keep her safe. Those types of things.
0: Got you, got you. Well, what would you say to someone who says you're you're not qualified to talk about these things because you're a woman?
1: I mean, I I speak woman. I can tell you if something's gonna work or not. I'm gonna, I'm not ever gonna teach you to cold approach on the street because it never worked for me. You know, mm. like I'm gonna tell you what worked on me. Period.
0: So, what were some of the strategy? What are some of the better strategies that you know help men uh, acquire women that they're highly attracted to? Uh,
1: dating apps. I know everybody hates dating apps, but if you know how to set them up, they're the most effective and efficient tool ever the thing is most people don't know what they're doing
0: that's one and two it's it's you know it's way different for men on the dating apps than it's for a woman it's way 101 dates is probably a light year for a woman if she wanted to with (laughs) with just one dating app so what, what are some of the things that men can do to stand out on a dating app
1: Yeah. So I teach in my program, like the six photo archetypes you want to have on your profile so that you don't look like a killer. That's really what we're thinking. The first time we see somebody's photo is like, is this guy a killer? So I teach my guys not to look like that. Right. And you would be surprised as a man, like what qualifies someone to look like a killer? Oh, it's like a lot of things that you wouldn't think of. You know, a lot of times people try to look cool in their photos. When you look cool, you look scary, right? You can't look, you can't try to look cool. So I teach the the archetypes and then uh, how to test your photos. You really want to test your photos to see how competitive they are. A really great resource that I recommend is photofeeler.com. You can test your photos against the age range that you're looking to date. And your goal is to be in the top, ideally, if you could be in top 10% attractive, doesn't happen usually the first photo you test, but you learn as you use that tool, you'll learn how to take a better photo and what people think about the photos that you're using.
0: You said photofeeler.com. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. Do you, do you think that the uh the apps the dating apps are a good place for a man to find a wife? Totally. Yeah. What, what are some of those apps? Uh
1: Hinge number one.
0: I hear Hinge a lot. Bumble number two. I, I I'm hearing it more and more that it is a viable place to find a wife. However, the well, Tinder was first created for hookups. That was the original reason why the app became an app in the first place. Hinge was kind of directed towards relationships more. But men in general, like, you know we're we're trying to get our rocks off, right? so mm-hmm. what 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 kind of um like evidence you have to to that's viable to prove that hinge is a, an app for uh, wives?
1: Oh, like all of the people in my program that have gotten into relationships from it.
0: And it's, it's normally Hinge, but, like, like it's a wide gap. What do you mean? As in, like, in comparison to the other apps. It's, like, Hinge yeah. way above them?
1: Hinge is way above them. I still recommend being on five because you could be shadow banned. You could have something not working correctly. It could be a technical glitch. So you don't want to rely on just one. But Hinge, like, by far, everywhere that I have a student, Hinge works the best.
2: Nah, Hinge got some heat. I'm not going to hold you. It do got some
0: heat, I there's five
2: on, on there,
1: there are
0: five dating apps? I know like three major ones.
1: Oh, there's tons of dating apps, yeah. So I would recommend Hinge, Bumble. Tinder, actually, it depends on how you set it up, whether it's a hookup app or not. I know a lot of people who've been married from Tinder. Facebook dating crazy. is pretty good. Um, It can be hit or miss. And then Coffee Meets Bagel are my top recommendations.
0: Interesting.
1: Depending Coffee on where you're located, crazy. that might change. And also depending on like your religion or like different aspects of you that might change, but those are the most common recommendations.
2: Okay. So what about with the dating apps? If, uh, how would you break this down? Like, let's say I'm lit in certain places and in other places I'm not. So like, you know, I might get a few matches in New York, but if I go to Columbia or if I go to another country, I'm I'm the bee's knees. What I'm the hottest yeah. thing since sliced bread.
1: Yeah, yeah. How do you say that? Yeah, we just did a couple of videos on this uh, about the macro versus the micro. And the macro is like, so the micro is like, hey, let me optimize my profile photos. Let me learn how to communicate better. Let me get better clothes. The macro is like, where do what happens if I change my environment? And we've seen a lot of people, especially like New York, is really good for men. There's more single women in New York than other cities. Okay. Um, so it's the easiest place to meet women. Um, but yeah, going to another country sometimes elevates you because now you're exotic to that country. You have an accent to them. You're from this other place. You're interesting. You're sexy. Like it's interesting. And it depends on where you go. I was just talking to one of my students from, um, Iran, who's like six, six. And in Iran, when he lived there, that was like not cool to be that tall. And then he came out to San Francisco and he's like hot hot tamales out here because height is cool in America, but it just depends.
0: Interesting. So, wow. that's So here's another interesting tidbit. Because a lot of these apps are mostly men on these apps looking for women. So oftentimes, you know, you got to hit the paywall and you got to put up some dough. So is that something that your students run into a lot where you just as a man, you just, you have to pay? You
2: you have to. You have to.
1: Yeah, nowadays, yes. When they were newer apps, no, but only pay if you know that you have a competitive profile. So make sure your photos are performing well on Photofeeler. And then, you know, I teach people how to set up their profile. So they're leveraging the keywords they use on their profile, because part of the um, apps, how they match you with people is the keywords you use. So if you put fun on your profile, you're going to match with women who also use the keyword fun on their profile. So we strategically design it so you're attracting exactly who you want. Um, But if you know that your profile is competitive, then yeah, definitely upgrade because they're going to limit how many people you can see. And they're not going to show you the best of the best.
0: Wow. These apps, they're they're scoundrels, I tell you. You (laughs) got to make They're
1: getting getting
2: pricey like (laughs) Hames. I think Hames lost their mind. Hames used to be affordable.
1: They got a little hot. They don't know how to act no more. If you travel... And you upgrade it in a different area. Mm. Like, New York is probably going to be super expensive. San Francisco is super expensive, too. But if you travel somewhere, like, less popular and you upgrade to a limited or a lifetime... Like or whatever, Idaho or some, It's some cheaper. Place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All
2: right. Hey,
0: What's the best way for a man to increase his confidence and to maintain it?
1: That's a good question. I think for for my students in the program, it's really mega-dating. It's just living the the process of dating multiple people. The first date you go on, you might be super nervous, but exposure, which is really what it is, it's just exposure therapy. The more you do, and I teach them how to stack dates. So like on a Saturday, let's say you go on a date at 11, another date at one and another date at three. By the time the three o'clock date rolls around, you don't have any energy to be insecure. Like you just are zapped, right? So you're naturally gonna be more authentic and confident. And the more you do it, it's like socializing yourself. Like you're getting so much experience that pretty soon you have confidence because you've had so much exposure.
0: Interesting, man. We might have to, yo, oh, prince. We we going to mega date, bro?
2: Nah, we, we might have to for I, real. I don't yeah. think I'll do
0: 100 in a year, but maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe I could bust out fitness. fitness still a lot. Maybe 20, I don't know. Yeah. 20, 20 in and months, 90. I think it's reasonable. Maybe 20 in 1 month. That's a lot. I'd be impressed. I'm falling asleep on dates.
1: (laughs) You got to (laughs) take notes after so you don't get them mixed up with each other, too.
0: Yeah, that's it. That that is freaking horrendous. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What are some of your thoughts on the red pill and manosphere space? sir.
1: Yes, I accidentally got um, uh, in a little YouTube fight with the the manosphere space. Um, I think it's a... Oh tribe of men, they're angry. They're angry with me. Oh really? Uh I mean I
0: want to interview him too, man.
1: <laughs> he's he's a charismatic speaker, I'll tell you that, but um yeah, no. I think I think the whole like, you know, I'm just going to be celibate and I'm just going to like no women. I don't know. Are you winning if that's what you're doing? Like, do you feel like you're winning to just never have contact with women and never have sex? Like, I don't feel like that's going to be
0: celibate. it. That's crazy.
1: Well, isn't that kind of like the idea of it? Like, I'm have you
0: have you have you watched this stuff?
1: I are watched you, one of their videos. I did a reaction to one of their videos and it made me sad. I think um, I think like it's a defense mechanism. You get hurt. Maybe you get divorced or you have some woman who is not like a respectful woman who takes, you know, takes you to court or takes all your money or does whatever happens to some people, then you you develop like this anger and you feel like, oh, it'd be better to just stay away from women. And that's really a, a defense mechanism. So, I mean, if that's what's going to make you happy, cool. But I, I wouldn't be happy.
0: From from my findings, I think, generally speaking, the idea is for men to focus less on women, to focus more on their purpose, to focus more on improving themselves and uh, the byproduct of that improvement will be women to kind of play the long, yeah. game, focus less on dating now, focus more on improving yourself mentally, physically, financially, and the we will come along the journey.
1: Mm, yeah, I think it's good to like, you got to be purposeful, like you have to be on track with your purpose, for sure, especially as a man. Um, and I think, yeah, having like your finances in order, feeling confident in your body, all of that's really important but at some point like the man is the hunter the woman's not going to like knock on your door and say hey can i be your girlfriend just not going to happen
0: yeah and they they mentioned in a manosphere that just like biologically speaking men have more time so like we we can focus more on that stuff later on down the line and but it's important to understand women because you can't just be work 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 and never talk to women and expect to just wake up thirty five and just have all the women waiting for you once you're a millionaire. No, they they implore you to talk to women, but don't because for a lot of men, women can be a distraction. Sure. Right? And you know, you mentioned how important the purpose is, so they're just asking them to prioritize the purpose, understand women, interact with them, but don't make it don't make that the center of their lives. And I'm sure that you've noticed in your line of work, some men, a lot of women are really truly really the center of their lives. So
1: yeah. I think, again, I would do mega dating because you can get so stuck on one person or you can get so wrapped up in a toxic cycle with a woman Mm -hmm. that it's really your attachment to that. Either that one person or your attachment to this toxic cycle. I've seen it so many times, especially if you're involved with like a narcissistic woman. Um, But if you mega date, it protects you from that. It's like the cure for attachment. You're not going to attach easily to any one person. So you're not getting so absorbed in dating for dating's sake. It's more like an experience. It's honestly like a transformation for yourself. You learn so much more about yourself and how you're showing up that I would, I would argue that, you know, it's not like an obsession with dating. You're, you're actually learning about yourself and what you want and need and also how to communicate that. So yeah, in essence, I think it's, it is important for you to be on purpose and to feel confident. And if that requires you to take a step back from dating and then wait until you're really ready, that's cool.
0: So it seems like mega dating seems to be your ultimate solution. Now you make it seem very simple. So what are some of the, what are you make it seem easy? So what, how does one mega date?
1: Yeah. Well, you mean like, how do they fill up their funnel so that they can go on that many dates or what do you mean?
0: I, I mean, cause I, if I wanted to mega date right now, I probably just can't wake up and just go mega dating. Right. So what, what are some of the things I would need to do in order to, you know, be the mega date guy?
1: Yeah. So jump on five apps. Those ones I recommended would be good. Test your photos on Photo Feeler. Make sure they're competitive. If they're not, I can help with that. You could reach out to me and I can show you how to fix them. Um, But get your photos really competitive. Dial in your profile so that you're leveraging keywords that are important for compatibility. That's all what I teach in the program. And then message 10 women a day. And I also teach how to message. So don't say hi. Don't say, hey, what's up, baby? None of that.
0: But you you have to get <laughs> matches. You have to get ten matches first before you can message someone. Oh wait, it was five apps though. Okay,
1: you don't actually have to wait for matches. You can you can especially on Hinge, you can message without matching.
0: Intr- on Hinge, that's true. Yeah yeah yeah. You're right. You um, right. Is that you the can answer?
1: also good. You can also use social media. So a lot of women, especially on Bumble, will put their social media handles, and then you can message them on Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of smart guys are doing.
2: Being the DMs heavy, yep.
1: Yeah, jump in the DMs.
0: Okay, so all right, let's say ten. How, how much would you expect of uh, out of the ten to respond to you?
1: In the beginning, probably one of ten, so ten percent response rates average. Twenty percent's exceptional. So it's a numbers game. It really is. You do ten every single day you're going to get, you know, on average two responses. Yeah. And then from there, converting that into a date, which is something that I teach, I teach how to message quickly. So no, like becoming pen pals back and forth forever. Cause it's going to fizzle. You got to get on that date fast Church. and then you do a low stakes date. So it's not a lot of pressure, no dinner, like ice cream date, cupcake date, something cute. Go to the dog park.
0: I, I can see how that works. You message, you message 10 women a day. One gets back to you. That's about If you're doing the weekdays anyway, that'll be five to seven girls. And then I can see how the dates can add up.
1: Yeah. And then you get to the point week after week, this funnel starts to build so much that pretty soon you're like, holy crap, I can't go. Like if I can only do two dates a week, let's say that's all the time I have. I have 10 women who want to go on a date with me. I have to choose the best of those 10. And you keep doing that. And it's like, whoa, I'm these women are like, I feel like they're out of my league. But what you're doing is leveling up.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So because at the end of the month, that's that's 25 to that's 25 to about 28 women. No, my, my math is off. That's five times four, which would be 20, 22 to 28 women, 20 to 30 women almost.
1: that respond. And then yeah. how good is your game to convert to a date? Right. Which is what I teach. How do you convert it into a date? And then how many of those dates become second dates? How many do you want to see again? And so you naturally become more selective.
0: So what what a strategy that I've been implementing just for myself is a woman has to show a level of investment before I take her out on a date. So is okay. that is that something that you recommend or is just like, okay, she's attractive. I just want to take her out on a date. Even if it's low leverage, I still rather her show some level of interest back in me before I take her out on a date.
1: Yeah, I would too. That would be part of my qualifier. Are you going on dates with women that you're really excited about?
0: Hmm. Interesting, man. I see why they pay you the big bucks, man. I they... <laughs> you mentioned purpose earlier. What do you think your purpose is?
1: To help? Well, I mean, I feel like I help women by helping men, but it's really to help people find love and to heal their attachment style so they can.
0: And you mentioned that it's especially important for men to be on a purpose, which I agree with, but why do you think that is?
1: Um, Probably it goes back to evolution, evolutionary psychology. Like man is naturally the hunter. And, um, I don't know. It's just like a natural part of, I, I think women need purpose too. I totally do. I just think our purpose tends to be a little bit different, like a little more related to nurturing. That's why I like this, this role that I play, I nurture men. I help them to reach their full potential by showing them how great they can be. Um, so I think a man has to be on purpose because a woman doesn't want to follow somebody who's not a leader. And if he doesn't know where he's going, nobody's going to be attracted to him. Mm. It's not about money. It's about this is my dream and I'm going for it.
0: What are some of the things that you would tell your daughter when it came to dating?
1: Don't have sex on a first date. Um, yeah. Which is funny. Yeah, I guess I was. Yeah, I wouldn't, though, because then it just it, it makes it more. Everybody works harder and it's a little more interesting. Um, well, I don't know. What else would I say? <laughs> make you, sure he's nice and thoughtful, which a lot of people overlook that. A lot of people are like, does he have a job? You know, is he impressive? Does he make this much money? It doesn't matter.
2: I think one thing I noticed. Um, when it comes to dating especially online dating is uh, that a lot of women will put you know know how to hold the conversation uh, but then when a conversationalist like me comes along I'm confused because you can't hold that conversation you know what I'm saying Um, and I think uh, what Glass is saying by I think one way to show that you're interested especially for us is knowing how to hold the conversation so one word answers, yeah, or just being so brief is like, What is this? You just said in your bio, not all the conversation. If,
0: yeah. if she's not asking me questions back, I automatically, yeah,
2: for real,
0: for real. Not, and that's a big thing. Back, I just say, Bro, you're not that interested. And I just, well,
2: like, it could be yeah. simple, like I did that yesterday. It was like, Oh, how are you? Whatever. I mean, I have my little, uh, my little, you know. I don't know what you want to call it, my little intro that I that I made that I throw in, and it usually works. So it's like, you know, then the how are you comes, and then it's like, you don't even say it back. So I'll come back and say, oh, I'm I'm good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and then they'll
1: laugh. You laugh, but then I'll unmatch. <laughs> Who's really laughing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so people, how are you is like, there's no momentum behind it. So maybe I would challenge you. I I agree. You got to have a woman who's interested, but also shouldn't know what to say. How are you? Hey, Hi. How are you? I'm Hi. Are you? And ninety nine percent of other dudes are saying that. So you got to be different than them, and you got to speak to something compelling to her emotionally on her profile. Okay. That's going to okay. get her talking.
2: This. So this is how I started always, and it's I, I said it to everybody. You know what is what it is. So it's like I started with like. I I I'll hit the message to, and I'll be like, um, you caught my eye and attention. Uh, well, what kind of it? You caught my eye and attention. Uh, I'll shit. Let, let me let me pull it up. Give me one second, cause this is this is fire. I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, uh
0: while, while while he while he's doing that, um, do you think it's difficult for single mothers to date? And what are some strategies that you would give them?
1: Yes, I think it's really hard for them. Um. There is no str- I mean, you gotta say it. You gotta let people know, and it's gonna be polarizing. Some people aren't gonna like it, but you don't wanna you don't wanna bait and switch somebody. It's gonna come out. Um. So I would just be really honest and upfront.
0: Got you, Prince. The lady has to go, so please scurry. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I, I got it now. So it's like my my thing is, uh, you caught my eye and attention. I was hoping we could talk and get to know each other better. That's that's usually my intro for everything, oh. and I usually always get a response. What do you think?
1: I don't know. I think you, I, I think there's room for potential. Like there's some room for growth there. Like okay, okay if you are talking to a girl, when you look at her profile, can you tell what she wants you to talk to her about?
0: She probably, no. least had, you know, girls put the coiny things in there, bro. If you see her like on a boat, it says, "Bro, when's the last time you've been on the boat?" Something like that, you know. Something to, that will it it will have you know more to say than just "I'm fine," you know. Okay,
2: but when they when they say "I'm fine," I hit you with the. I, or if they ask me, how about you? I'll be, hey, I'm I'm good now that I'm talking to you. So then oh. what
1: is she supposed to say after that? That's what no, they always to say to me. Like,
2: there, there, there was, oh, that's so cute. Uh, do you really mean that? Or you probably said that to a million other girls. But you are.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I yeah. am. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a lot of the women want to feel unique. They don't want to feel like okay, like these are the kind of the same cookie cutter lines they're getting from, you know, other women or that men are giving out to other women. All right, cool, cool, cool. You gotta put some all thought right. behind it. I, listen, bro. I know we all want it to be easy. We do, but Checks. you gotta put some behind it, bro. I get it.
2: We now we gonna chop it up. Yeah, we gonna run this back. We well,
1: hey, I I will I will uh, challenge you if you guys want to do mega dating and you want to commit to 20 dates in 90 days i'm looking for people for my documentary who would film the before and after of each date and then i would coach you in exchange for that for free so that's something to think about if you're open to it i do think there's some opportunities for improvement in the messages okay
2: gotcha. think about
1: it think about it